Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. <laughs> It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Monday to all the early breakers out there. This is our 7 o'clock hour. We got a little bit of a late start as we, uh, we talked about the song of the day a little bit long. But in any case, uh, we've got uh, plenty of storylines to go through. Once again, a reminder here about 9 o'clock Central Time. Uh... Baylor Shireman will make his announcement. I, I believe it'll be on Twitter. I don't know if he's going to have a live stream like Oshan Mathis did. Um, but uh, Nebraska's in his Final Five for what it's worth, along with Arkansas, Clemson, Creighton, and Duke. Uh, seems like, from what I've been reading, is, is that Creighton seems to be the heavy favorite. So it could be an interesting Nebraska basketball day. And we got plenty into that. The one part we didn't get into that is that Shireman has a prominent NIL agent, the same NIL agent as Isaiah Wong, who made all the news with Miami. Um, because uh, he, he was threatened to enter the portal if he didn't get a better NIL deal. So there's also that part of the vid, too, is, is how is it going to look if NIL is a factor and Creighton outbids Nebraska? It's just an interesting side note that, you know, is Nebraska putting all their NIL money toward football and then not— They got—no, they no, they I No, Nebraska can put together a good NIL package— and that might be why they're in, in the Baylor Shireman sweepstakes to begin with, to right. be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because those other schools, like we've mentioned, uh, if you're just talking about on the court sort of stuff, we have a have a bigger sell. Yeah. So we'll see kind of how that turns yeah, out. This That's is gonna not, be fascinating. I, I would say I would characterize the Shireman situation with as similar to the O'Shawn Mathis situation in that you know NIL's a factor. I don't know that we'll know how big of a factor. Right. But And I agree with you that I don't know if we should be asking these guys that. It, it's almost like, you know, there's that intrigue because it's new. When you hear the $2.5 million Gordon to Jordan Edison, it's like, okay, that, that blows my mind. You know, you want to hear if that's if that's real, if that has some merit to it. But it's, like you said, it's not really proper to ask anybody what they make. So why, you know, and, and it should be a factor in everybody's decision career-wise, but you shouldn't really ask it. I mean, not, and how do you, yeah, I mean, you can say, I think the one way to try to get to it is say, what was it about Nebraska's overall package, O'Shawn, that made you pick them? And if he wants to go there, he'll go there. Right. If he doesn't, then that's his, his obviously he doesn't have to do that. Right, his business. Yeah, his business, right. So, 
yeah, I don't like as far as you know with these high profile file players that NIL is a factor. You know it. There's no way right. Baylor Shireman's going to Creighton or Nebraska or wherever without an NIL deal. I mean, yeah. there's just no way. Um, a player of that profile. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's built. It's built in, and that's fine. I mean, it's. I'm not. I'm again. I'm. I'm. I'm generally okay with all that. It's. It's really see, Buck. What happens is these discussions end up being. It's never either NIL or transfer portal. It's they're combined. Right. They're inextricably linked. And that could be a part of the solution too, as we talk about risk. You know, putting this thing into some sort of order, is that maybe you know this this whole free year to transfer regardless coming into college that opens up the free agent world. Maybe it should be you know unless your coach leaves or the usual circumstances that we that we waive you know the normal clause for. Stay somewhere two years, and then you can transfer. Okay, Tom, or, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, and so that kind of limits the, the vast amount of players hitting the transfer portal and makes it, you know, less of a free agency period. Or, you know, obviously, if you're a graduate, graduate transfers right. get that opportunity. Right, that's what Tom Chattel, in his column for Today in the World Herald, his idea was this for the portal. Just limit the opportunities to first-year players, players who have completed one year, one season at their school. And, and didn't like it. Yeah. And, okay, so there would only be two groups. Idea. There's only two groups that could that could go in the transfer portal. That that group, the freshmen who complete one season at the school, or four-year graduates, they could jump in. Um, not n- Nothing in between. Now, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. If you could pull that off. I do like that better than my two-year idea. I just kind of threw that out there not having thought about it. But I like the idea that a kid goes to campus, doesn't like the situation, can get out. But has to stay there for a year. Right. You know, just like you might tell your son or daughter, well, give it a year. Mm-hmm. And if, if it wasn't what you expected, then um, you can move on. And then, of course, with four-year graduates, it makes sense, right? Right. They're graduated. They, they, they completed their mission, so to speak. They don't owe anybody anything at that point. They played four years. They, they pretty much should be free agents. Gradu- yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and nobody has a problem with it. Yeah. So that that's not that's that that's I, that makes some sense to me. I don't know though. Would would there be people that say that's not fair to the other players, the the players that don't fit those two categories? Is there a fairness issue? Yeah. And, and but again, that's what you're going to have to this this. You've kind of went from one side where it's really not fair at all that they like it doesn't have to be all this or all that. You need some structure. Any league, like what's going to be fair on the open market isn't fair to any league. Leagues have to have boundaries. Leagues have to put the, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's a, uh, you know, just a, a rec basketball league. You know, you have to have rules about what can happen within that league and standings and stuff like that if, you, if you're going to run it correctly. And that's what the NCAA needs is to, to put some guardrails on this. they got to figure out what it's going to be. And then they have to see if they have the power for it. That's the other problem with all this is that there's been long rumored, you know, there's obviously power dynamics throughout college football. Certain conferences have more powers than others. Certain conferences, if they got together and said, well, screw these rules the NCAA are making, let's go and make our own league, they could do that too. And that's been, you know, that's kind of the, that's why the NCAAs um, might be, um, seen as a, as like like you said the bad guy that's not putting everything together, but they don't they might not have the power to put it together without running everybody out the door. Well, yeah, I don't. 
<laughs> that might be the problem that the inherently we have right now. Uh, I, I, the the problem's magnitude is such that it almost boggles the mind. Yeah. I mean, and I don't. I hope you're right. Like I, I in you know, Chattel also wrote about this too. What he, he's basically saying, what you're saying, just relax, calm down. Everything, this will be fine. Mm-hmm. When when Nebraska and Oklahoma play um, in September, mm-hmm. we're not going to be talking about NIL. Um, we'll be talking about what a fabulous rivalry it was and and is. And I mean, when the, yeah. when the, and I will say this, Bach. I always told I I always tell Jake this. I said it a couple times that Jake. Um, Sorensen, when I watched the big dance this year, I wasn't thinking about NIL. I loved it. I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the NCAA basketball tournament more than I've ever enjoyed it this year for some reason. I just had a lot of time to watch. I had more time than usual, um, and I wasn't thinking about what NIL's doing. I just enjoyed those games. Yeah, I mean, I'd say you know I'd, I'd probably watch fifteen full games, which for me is unheard of. Um, and, and it was fabulous Yeah, from start to finish. So, I mean, the Final Four was great. I wasn't thinking about NIL, right. like to your point. It, it, it's not destroying college basketball, it, not yet. Well, and look at like Oklahoma is right in the middle of this whole thing with Lincoln Riley obviously kind of being the, you know, part of this, part of this whole equation, um, is that Oklahoma's had a complete facelift. Nebraska's playing Oklahoma Here's the craziest thing. Oklahoma might have had the most, the best quarterback in the nation. Nebraska's playing him in back-to-back years, and will have m- missed the entire era <laughs> that 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 best quarterback was at Oklahoma. It doesn't, it, you know, it's crazy. So Oklahoma's like had uh, a facelift, you know, between who's their the, the the head of their programs between Caleb Williams and 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 you know Lincoln Riley and Spencer Rattler before that, and all those guys are gone. Yet the brand Oklahoma draws in seventy five thousand with Brent Venables and a whole new cast of characters yep. for Oklahoma Spring Game. Yep. So I think I think the brands are stronger, and you have to believe okay. in that a little bit more. And this player movement, I think, might you know, I, I think uh, first of all, there's going to be guardrails that that are eventually put in place that that settle this down. Um, so what I like to do is just enjoy it in the meantime. I like the Wild Wild West yeah. for now. <laughs> yeah. So what you are suggesting. Is that the brands and what made Ohio State so popular and so important to the American sporting consciousness will not just go away because some players are getting paid. Right. Um, I used Ohio State as an example, but there's many examples. That's what you're suggesting. And what I am saying is I pray that you're right and that Chris, the caller, is wrong. Um, that's, that's I pray for that yeah i literally pray for it well and i think i mean you have <laughs> you have these upstart leagues of the usfl and the xfl that are trying to get going and may have what you could i don't i know overall it'd be hard to say that they have better players than college football they have more developed older players that have been through college football they miss on the absolute stars that move on to the nfl right so they don't have the top level college football players because they move on so it's hard to really say but the point is those leagues don't go anywhere because they have no brand recognition there's no oklahomas there's no ohio states there's no nebraska's there's no us dallas cowboys right that's what i was that's where i was praying you were going with that you're right yeah that's a good point 
That's a good point. And that's why I think the NCAA is going to be fine or whatever. whatever again, it, it might not be the, through the NCAA eventually, but college football is going to be fine as it moves forward through this thing. Um, okay. It's 7.20. We haven't talked about our topic yet. But, so let's, let's get go. there. Let's get there. Uh, the NCAA uh, violation kind of came down yesterday. Uh, as we know, uh, Coach Scott Frost, were you able to, uh, we, as we talked to you yesterday, um, is it five? It doesn't have to be consecutive days that, that – Coach Frost has to sit out due to this NCAA violation. Okay. He has to sit out five days, though, at some point during the football season. Yes. Um, he has a five-game. So he, what, what happened with Frost is he received a one-year show-cause penalty plus a five-day five day suspension from all coaching duties during the upcoming season you know, for failure to appropriately monitor the special teams analyst during the 2020 season. Jonathan Rutledge was not named in this this report, these findings, but that's who we're talking about. Um, as far as the five game, or excuse me, I could saying game. I got to quit saying game. It's five day suspension for Frost. No, he has to. They he absolutely has to serve it consecutively. Oh, he does now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, now my from what I've heard, that's probably a bye week. Mm-hmm. What you're looking at, um, can't him, recruit, can't do anything. Right, him. Right, can't. Can't, I don't think he can be in, around the in the building. Can't be in the complex. Um, I don't regard that as a major penalty. I mean, if he's got to be away for five days during the bye week, the program will will go on. My guess is he'll be able to talk to people still. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's. I would regard these vi- these uh, punishments as a little bit more than a slap on the wrist. Not much more, but I thought it was fairly significant. Now, how do you regard it? Is this a black eye for Frost? How, how, how do you respond to that, Bach? I think locally, because it's not news that these NCAA violations happened, right? Um, we kind of all prepared for it. And like you said, it's it's very minimal on the effects it's going to have on the season. So I think we were all prepared for it. But I, if I, as I look nationally, like um, Stuart Mandel of SI tweeted out, Scott Frost, 15 and 29 and a one-year show cause. So I think that it is a bit, again, it's, it's one of those situations where it's not going to linger. You know, I think people will forget about it pretty quickly. But for the day, for yesterday, for today, you might see it on the ticker at the bottom of the screen somewhere. Or if you go to ESPN's yeah. a college football page and you're just a college football fan, you'll see what the latest that happened, you might run into it. I think, uh, <laughs> like, you, like you said, I mean, we're, we're using, the, the, uh, you know, the slap on the wrist analogy is that, you know, it's it's... It's a yeah. It's not much more than than that. I don't think people are going to see it as much more than that. But uh, like I said, I mean, certain people are going to going to say, okay, that guy's dead on the hot seat, and then they see that, and then they go, wow. I mean, that's that's getting even worse. But I don't think that nationally it really hurts Nebraska too much. No, and I, I yeah, and I think the local conversation is just as important. How the how the fans feel about it? Do they feel like it's a black eye? I don't. Um, I think that, come on, Bach, what are we talking about here? I mean, we're talking about use of an analyst, inappropriate use of an analyst where Scott knew this analyst was directly involved in coaching Mm -hmm. on the field in meetings and, and didn't do enough about it. Um, didn't report it to the Nebraska compliance, NCAA compliance officials, allowed it to happen it's happening all over the country okay analysts are coaching mm-hmm. nebraska got caught right. um 
And that's, I don't, it's hard for me to get too worked up about it, Bach. It'll, the story will be dead on today's Tuesday. The story will be dead Thursday. Yeah. and It's dead story yeah. Thursday. And, dead and story, we prefer, Bach. but I mean, it'll, it'll come back up. It'll come back up when he sits out his five days. Um, True. And then it will die in three days then again, too. So, it, 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 like, I just don't think it has a long-term sticking effect. If I, if you ask me, if, if Frost fails this year, and you ask me what went wrong with the Frost tenure, I'll list, you know, 55 things before I mention, oh, yeah, there's a, yeah, also this there. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is on the list. Yeah. Um, it's not something that can't be overcome. Yeah. Um, I, it's hard for me to get too worked up about it. Yeah. I, I really have to, it would, it would really have to, it would require energy for me to act now what it what act, it, like act like i feel like this is some sort of embarrassment i don't feel that way what it does do though is put you on thin ice to have another one of these if you have another minor violation then it starts to look bad right so you don't yes. have that that yes that way. The, the one thing you'd say about it is especially if that were to happen if there's another violation is that he's just not controlling the program i mean that that yeah, you don't. But right now, I don't. I can't really. I can't say that. Um, so yeah, I don't know what. How, what's the text line say about it? Uh, there's some interest. Like some people asking, what is a show cause? Okay, a show cause. Um, hold on a sec. Keep going, and I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, to that. Kelsey is asking why any SEC school never gets in trouble for analyst coaching on the field. Um, which, you know, there's, there's, there's schools like Alabama that have a lot of analysts. Um, yes, they do. Yeah. A ton of them. Yeah. And they're coaching. Um, doesn't this violation void Frost do contract a new buyout now? No, I'm, I'm sure that's been worked into the language uh, because they knew this was, was happening. Okay. A show cause penalty box essentially attaches. This is what I wrote yesterday. I'm reading right off my own story. Okay. Okay, so mm-hmm. this isn't plagiarism of any sort. <laughs> okay. uh, a show cause penalty essentially attaches NCAA penalties to a coach even if he or she were to move to a new school. For instance, Bach, if a school hires a coach who's under a show cause, it can escape the coach's penalties only by appealing to the NCAA's Committee on Infractions to show cause on why it should not be under the same penalties. Okay, there's now what I have found yesterday when people were asking me, what is a show cause penalty? There's it seems like there's a few different sort of variations of that definition, mm-hmm. but that's essentially what it is. Okay. And it only really is a factor as if if Frost would go to another school um, and that school would have to show cause why these infractions would not be why why it wouldn't be a problem at that that school that he or she would go to yeah okay was that was that clear as mud yeah yeah that, that helps that clear a, as mud? it helps a little bit it's uh it's, it's it, it is a it's a muddy situation to be i will say this a one-year show cause is basically inconsequential right because he's not he's probably not moving yeah um he's not gonna be a I mean, come on. And if he did, this isn't the type of, like, the show, it would be like, well, he made a mistake, that's why. Right. <laughs> the, the, the the next school, if this were to happen in, in a hypothetical, it wouldn't be an issue. Right. This is not, the show cause part of it, 
it's not. It's pretty inconsequential. How about the ten thousand dollar fine part of it? You think the UNL is going to be able to scrape together, you know, their penny banks, piggy yeah. banks, and uh, that's see not, if they can do it? They, they, you know, they had some they had some coaching penalties that already happened. Some guys weren't allowed to coach during the spring that already that already happened. Um, yeah, again, kind of a probably a notch above a slap on a wrist. Yeah, um, but not. Uh, it's it felt kind of big yesterday when it happened but again i'd say okay it happened at 11 o'clock yesterday Bach. Mm-hmm. that's when the news broke i'd say by three o'clock it was meh yeah yeah i'd, I'd say that's probably about how the, the feeling by went. 3 p.m yesterday it was meh i was like yeah that happened yeah. Yeah. early in the day. Uh, Chris Raff uh, joining in the discussion also have to report to NCAA every six months. Um, so that's yeah, they have to do that. Yeah, he, Scott's got to pay. He's got to go to some sort of rule seminar and pay it on his own. Again, all this stuff is just stuff that happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nothing to worry too much about. I don't like to downplay rules violations, but think about the world we're in right now, USC – going and getting Jordan Addison for I don't know how many millions of dollars that that being okay but having a coach coach being a problem <laughs> right. I mean come on what do we get what, what are we really talking about and that's what an analyst is a guy that He's wants to coach. be get involved in coaching or right. you know move up the the chain yeah right so. the deal is you're supposed to only have 10 guys doing it technically on the field they teams all over America push the limit on that coaches coaching and it's hard for me to get too wound up about that. Yeah, I, I can't get too mad about it either. Uh, let's take a quick break. Like we said, ba- Baylor Shireman, uh, the news is uh, is that he's going to announce it uh, later here at 9 o'clock. Uh, who better to talk to than Robin Washington of Husker Online yes. to get into some Nebraska basketball and what this would mean uh, for Creighton or Nebraska if he picks him. We'll do that next year on Early Break with Sip and Jake at 93.7 The Ticket.